0: We continue our What Do We Know series by asking the question, What do we know about God from our observations? We have been greatly astonished as we have meditated on the untold wonders of our inner personalities, our bodies, and the world of nature around us. We have realized something of the mysteries of ourselves, that we have a self-consciousness of our own. Existence and our personal identity. There is within us a strange power of thought and perception that enables us to ponder ideas and draw conclusions, and above all to have the ability of spiritual consciousness, a recognition of God. We also recognize that there was a feeling or emotional nature within us that could experience things and manifest strange powers further that there was a directive within us a something that gives us the power of self-assertiveness we have a free will we have seen also that not only are we wonderful beings but that we live in a most complicated material mechanism which we call our bodies In the words of the psalmist, each one of us can say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Although the chemical value of our bodies is almost nothing, the remarkable combination of things that we are so familiar with leads us to inexpressible wonderment. These multitude of details are blended into a unified whole of striking interdependence. Passing from the endless curiosities of our bodies, we viewed afresh something of our discoverable surroundings and listened to astronomers tell us of their telescopic journeys through space which staggered our imagination. If a light-year is entirely incomprehensible, what of a thousand million of them peering into our great telescopic eye? What about the peculiarities of our world and the microscopic world right under our own vision with its almost equal figures in the direction of smallness we are all impatient to get on to the conclusion does it take a lot of faith to believe in a great and wise god as the designer and builder of all this would it not rather take a great deal of faith to believe that all these coordinated and interrelated things merely happened by chance that they sprang into being without a designing first cause would it not take a lot of faith to be an atheist yea faith is simplified and relieved when we accept the most common law enlarged to its due proportions every effect must have an adequate cause the effect being totally astonishing and utterly amazing to our minds, the cause of these effects must be still greater and more profound and further beyond our full comprehension. That all the created wonders that we have viewed could have happened by chance leads into such mathematical absurdities that it is most incredible to think that any would embrace it. One mathematician has proposed the following simple problem. Suppose you take ten pennies, he wrote, and mark them from one to ten. Put them in your pocket and give them a good shake. Now try to draw them out in sequence from one to ten, putting each coin back in your pocket after each draw. Your chance of drawing number one is one to ten. Your chance of drawing one and two in succession would be one in one hundred. Your chance of drawing one, two, and three in succession would be one in a thousand. Your chance of drawing one, two, three, and four in succession would be one in ten thousand and so on. Until your chance of drawing from one to ten in succession, would reach the unbelievable figure of one chance in ten billion. He wrote on further in these expressive words, The size of the earth, the distance from the sun, the temperature and the life-giving rays of the sun, the thickness of the earth's crust, the quantity of water, the amount of carbon dioxide, the volume of nitrogen, the emergence of man and his survival, all point to order out of chaos, to design and purpose, and to the fact, according to the inexorable laws of mathematics, all these could not occur by chance simultaneously on one planet once in a billion times. How amazing are these concepts! The psalmist bubbled over with enthusiasm as he meditated upon these great wonders. In the 8th psalm, verses 3 and 4, When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? And in the 33rd psalm, verse 6, by the word of the lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth how relaxing to come to this simplified conclusion and in the one hundred forty-eighth psalm verses 3 to 5 praise ye him sun and moon praise him all ye stars of light praise him ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commandeth, and they were created. And the 150th Psalm, verses 1 and 2. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Jeremiah expressed the most evident conclusions of many in his 10th chapter and verse 12 he hath made the earth by his power he hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his his discretion how little faith it takes to believe in this simple concept the apostle paul summed up the effects upon all men by these things which are clearly seen as he wrote to the romans Chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Here the apostle boldly declares, That the great evidences of the created universe places man beyond excuse to recognize the eternal power and godhead so man should overwhelmingly recognize the existence of the godhead and that the godhead has personal functions and are not a blind force on the loose somewhere god must be a personalized spiritual existence apart from the things that have been created. Just as we are conscious of our inner personal nature, which we conclude is separate from our body and the world about us, so must God be spiritual in essence, as distinguished from materialism. God is in the realm of personality, as distinguished from pantheism. As to the natural attributes of God, they must be unparalleled. And incomprehensible god must at once be considered omnipotent or all-powerful in the face of sheer immensity of the universe which we must account for somehow god is upholding all things by the word of his power wrote the writer to the hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 god must be considered omnipresent For his operations are everywhere present nothing must escape his observation purpose seems fundamental in all things there is an intricacy of wisdom and knowledge manifested in the design and relation of all the elements of creation that must lead we mere mortals to ascribe to god omniscience or that god is the center and fountain of all knowledge then there is a steadfastness to the whole scheme and constancy of things that breeds the concept that god is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity when for example the earth is said to rotate upon its axis with such precision that a variation of one second in a century would throw astronomers off in their calculations the idea of eternity evidently must be ascribed to God. But there are also endless embodiments in our universe that ring loudly of the thought that things are not done arbitrarily. The profound Creator is not exercising His might, knowledge, and wisdom maliciously. Woe unto us if He had! There is a kindness and love manifested throughout the world all basic desires that have been created have their counterpart of fulfillment all true needs have been provided for for example we need to eat to sustain our bodies the goodness of god designed to make this a pleasant experience this required a pleasant sensation to be created and also a suitable edible food that would have a pleasant taste thus we see unendlessly the plan and purpose of God and His kindness and love manifested. The faithfulness of God is attested to by everyone. We humbly call upon all to recognize and acknowledge what is everywhere evident the existence of an eternal power and Godhead. This is the simplest and common sense solution. Let us join in with the Spirit of Isaiah who some 2,700 years ago wrote in his 40th chapter, verse 26, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might. For that he is strong in power, not one faileth. And also, let us join with the Apostle Paul in his great benediction in 1 Timothy one seventeen. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, receive abundant thanks for these great and profound evidences which we have considered. May many be impressed thereby and seek thee out to make their peace with thee. Learn from thy precious word of the Lord Jesus who's died on the cross and come by way of repentance and faith to find the glorious salvation which thy mercy has abundantly provided. In our Savior's name we pray. Amen.